Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Leadership Biz Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Tavi Nasir, CEO of Tavi Nasir Leadership. If you're looking for a keynote speaker or corporate trainer for your next event, visit our company's website at tavinasir.com and learn about the invaluable insights and practical tools we provide to help your organization succeed in achieving its goals. Now, for this Leadership Espresso shot, I'd like to share the story of a leader I once worked with many years ago and what his example revealed about what not to do to succeed at leadership. In other words, what actions and behaviors lead to those public failures of leadership we continue to see every couple of months being shared in the news and across social media. And while in those moments, it's easy to see why these leaders experience such a backlash towards their decisions and actions, the truth is there was something prior to this that set the stage for them to fail at leadership. Seemingly harmless actions and behaviors we should be mindful of to ensure we don't experience a similar failure to effectively lead others. So, now that I've piqued your curiosity, let's start up the espresso machine and brew up another leadership espresso shot. When it comes to studying leadership, the natural tendency is to focus on those leaders whose successes and achievements continue to serve as inspiration, as well as drive so many of us to emulate them in the hopes that we might achieve a similar level of accomplishment. Of course, as much as it's important for us to see what we can learn from those who understand what it takes to succeed at leadership, it's also valuable for us to continue to examine and consider what causes others to fail in the role of leading people towards a common goal or shared purpose. To that end, As I mentioned in the opening of this episode, I'd like to share the story of one leader whose example, I hope, will help you appreciate one of the key challenges leaders need to address if they are to succeed in today's fast-changing, globally interconnected environment. When Albert was promoted to head the division he had spent the past few years working for, he naturally jumped into the opportunity with a lot of enthusiasm and ideas of how he'd like the department to operate under his leadership. Now, Albert was very much what you'd call a career-driven, all-in kind of guy, and he had his eyes on playing a bigger role in the organization. In fact, when Albert got the promotion, he told a few of us how he was not only going to prove his ability to lead this department, but he planned on using this opportunity to get his former colleagues, who were now his direct reports, to view him as executive material in the hopes that this would then encourage them to advocate on his behalf for a seat at the more senior table. To that end, Albert began sending out memos detailing new approaches he wanted his direct reports to employ. Under each of these new measures, Albert made sure to point out how these changes would either improve efficiency or bring their department's efforts into greater alignment with the company's directives, in order to remind everyone of his technical know-how. Albert also used team meetings to inform his direct reports of his interactions with various groups of executives and VPs to highlight his growing familiarity with those at the executive level in order to prove his comfort level with playing in the big leagues. Of course, in his zeal to prove his ability to lead and step up into the executive circle, Albert ended up making a number of missteps which, though seemingly minor, spoke more about the nature of his leadership than those actions he often tried to put in the limelight. For example, 
Albert became so focused on building his rising star status that when one of his team members expressed concern about the growing number of delays and getting vital data from him to complete their work, Albert dismissed their concerns because it wasn't a high visibility issue that those in senior management would care about. Albert also challenged the data findings his team members presented at department meetings, results the senior VPs had already signed off on, as a way to publicly demonstrate that he wasn't letting anything get overlooked on his watch. Unfortunately for Albert, what he didn't understand was that in his quest to demonstrate his authority in leading this department, he was also showing his team how little he trusted their ability to understand what matters, not to mention their ability to do things right. Worse still, Albert was showing his former colleagues that he cared little about their professional development and growth, and instead wanted his department to focus on measures that served to grow his career, even at times at the department's productivity. In light of these and several other missteps, it's not surprising that Albert lasted a little over a year in this leadership role, leaving behind a team that was now suffering from decreased productivity levels, a recent history of missed deadlines and mistakes, and crumbling lines of communication between the various team members. When these moments of leadership failure happen, it's natural for us to look for some lightning rod moment, some specific event that clearly marks that critical moment in time when things began to fall apart. Just as with those who succeed at leadership, when people in leadership roles fail, we want to unravel the specific steps they took to let us know what we need to avoid to prevent a similar fate. Unfortunately, the reality is that leadership failures are rarely defined by a singular event, like that infamous moment when former BP CEO Tony Hayward expressed his frustration over the Deepwater Horizon oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico by blurting out how all he wanted at that moment was to get his life back. While these two leaders may differ in having that sense of clarity for when their ability to lead fell apart, Hayward's words and Albert's actions do share something in common. In both cases, they demonstrated what really mattered the most to them in terms of how they approached their responsibilities and obligations to those under their care. In Albert's case, he was so focused on proving how valuable his leadership could be to the organization that he failed to show his team the value he was helping them to achieve as their leader. It became very clear to everyone in Albert's department that he viewed leadership as something one achieves because of your title or position that he expected people to throw their full support behind him simply because of the sign that adorned his office door. What he failed to understand, though, is that leadership is not dependent on your title, but on your ability to inspire people to follow you, that people believe in your ability to chart a course and guide them to create something of value, something that matters not just to those in charge, but to all involved. It's important to note, too, that Albert's time in this leadership role was short-lived, not because he made the kind of drastic mistakes we often see being reported in news outlets and shared across social media. Rather, it was because his actions and behaviors had revealed that his focus was not on how he could bring out the best in those under his care, but on how he could make his own star shine brighter within the organization. Albert's story is an important reminder for all of us that if we allow ourselves to get caught up in the busyness of today's noisy world, or like in Albert's case, to focus mostly on ourselves and what we personally want to achieve, 
we can very quickly find ourselves losing touch with how to engage and empower those we've accepted the responsibility to guide and to help to succeed in their collective efforts. As much as we might like to assume that there is an event that we can point to and say, that's when things flew off the rails, more often than not, people fail at leadership in those small, everyday moments. In those moments where they fail to demonstrate to those they lead that they matter, that their contributions and efforts are valuable and important, and that we care about their successes as much as we care about our own. To put it simply, leadership is not found in grand gestures, but in those moments where we reveal what we care about. And that's why I wanted to share Albert's story, because leadership is about those little moments, those conversations where we have the opportunity to build relationships with those under our care, to learn and better understand what matters to them, what excites them and makes them feel like they're making a difference, and then connecting that to the shared purpose that defines our organization. We need to approach leadership as an opportunity to not simply better ourselves, but to help those we lead become better as well. Sure, there are many examples of leaders who fall under the weight of their own hubris, caught up in the narrative of their own leadership, that they soon forget their raison d'être, the reason why people rally behind them and willingly follow their lead going forward. But as with those leadership luminaries we look up to, these fallen from grace leaders also have lessons to teach us about what causes people to fail and end up on the other side of that leadership spectrum. And perhaps the biggest lesson they can teach us all is why we need to be mindful for how we show up in our role as a leader. That we never forget that leadership is not about you. It's about those who step forward to follow your lead. And with that, we come to the last drop of another freshly brewed cup of Leadership Espresso Shot. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Albert's story and what we can learn from his experience to ensure we do a better job at leading our team and employees. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you could share this or other episodes of my leadership podcast with your colleagues and with your team to help spread the word about this show. The best way to do that is to simply share a link to our podcast page at tavinasir.com slash LBC. There you can listen to every episode of this show, as well as find links to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Podcasts to add it to your listening list. And a reminder that Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tavernasir Leadership. If you're looking for a keynote speaker or corporate trainer for your next event, do visit our company's website at tavernasir.com to find out how we can bring these kinds of insights to your organization either at an upcoming conference, leadership retreat, or for a leadership training event. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments you'd like to share, fill out the contact form on my website. And with that, I'm Tammy Nasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Leadership Biz Cafe.